We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. R. E. L. A. X. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast. I'm Ty Windish. I'm joined by Rohan Kadi. And I know Aaron Rodgers is a hot, problematic topic right now. But I do think, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day unless it's digital. And I do think his creepy at the time utterance of relax spelled out on Wisconsin Sports Radio several years ago now is a good approach to take in regards to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm joined as always by my ubiquitous co-hosts, Rohan Kadi. And Rohan, are you relaxed? Are you pressed like your coconut water? What's your state of being as the Bucks improve to five and six after holding on against the depleted 76ers? Uh, relaxed is probably not the word I would use. Are you ever relaxed? I feel like you have no. a, a hectic life. Yeah. No. Uh, I'd love to be relaxed. I'm not, but that's, it's not, that's not something I need to talk about. You're, you're developing like a Zach Lowy in like grump and just overall weariness. And you're like, no offense to Zach, like half his age. I'm a little worried, Rohan. Hey, if I'm being compared to Zach Lowe, that's a good thing. That's true. I'll take that. That's true. Uh, but coming off of this game, we're recording right after the Philadelphia 76ers game. As you mentioned, I'm feeling pretty good. After you mentioned they were depleted, the Bucks are still depleted. I still got a good basketball game. Like that was a fun game. There are a lot of highlights, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of things we are going to talk about. But it was just, it was a fun, entertaining basketball game. Good thing the Bucks ended up on top, which makes it a little less frustrating. But it was good. It was good to see the Bucks play a nice, fun game. Yeah, and and clearly, and this was something. And I, I want to get into more why I I think we believe like there's there's no need to panic right now. And in the first half, there were panic bells, especially the first quarter. There were panic bells sounding, sirens screeching through the air. There was a cacophony of panic tweets. And I'm probably just reacting to Twitter too much. Although I think even outside of Twitter, there are people who are concerned about Milwaukee's slow start, which makes sense. The reigning champ. Being five and six through 11 games is clearly not ideal, but I just, I don't think there's a need to, to panic. Well, I want to get into that, but just props to some of the young guys on the Sixers who played quite well and made this a close game. Tyrese Maxey was incredible. Shake Milton was okay. Paul Reed played some really strong defense on the honest. Hey, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's B-ball, B-ball Paul. B-ball Paul. Thankfully, B-ball Paul didn't really get to play in the second half. Shout out Doc Rivers. Here's my favorite Doc Rivers stat from this game. Furkan Korkmaz played 45 minutes and shot two for 18. B-ball Paul played 23 minutes. And play, like was, was a good Giannis defender. How do you play a guy 45 minutes who's two for 18? I didn't even realize <laughs> Two for 18, 45 minutes. I remember I looked, he was like one for 17, 43 minutes in. And I was just like, how? I, mean, I know they're depleted. Come on. One come of on, 12 from three. George is, is or it's, George, it's just George, right? 
Yeah. George Niang, who also had quite a nice game, 24 minutes. B-Ball Paul, 23 minutes. Furkan Korkmaz, those two numbers nearly combined. Oh, my God. It was it's Doc Rivers will never stop being Doc Rivers. Love him or hate him. Uh, It's love him if you root against his teams. Hate him if you cheer for his teams. But enough about the Sixers, who get well soon. COVID sucks, etc. I think we've been very clear on our stance. Get vaccinated, etc. But the Bucks, Rohan, I'll let you start off here. You know, we talked about maybe doing takeaways for the season for this pod. And I was like, I really want to do a pod about why people shouldn't, you know, panic. And I think it's not to dunk on people who are, although maybe I did do that a little during this game. It's more about the, the question comes you have like one specific dunk on someone. Uh, that was that was a separate thing. That was that was that was a different my I dunking. I not appreciate the play on words I just did. Yeah, I mean, I did, but I just my dunking is compartmentalized. I just want to make that clear. Um, but I do. It's a valid question. Why shouldn't someone be worried that the Bucks are under 500 11 games into a season? Well, I mean, we could start off just talking about what we've talked about on previous pods. Just this team's not healthy. <laughs> There's still no Chris Middleton again. Get well soon. Health and safety protocol. Dante DiVincenzo is on a timeline. Brooke Lopez is on the timeline. What are these timelines? We don't know. I won't harp about it, but I, like I won't go on a rant about it again. But come on, give us something, Bucks. It'd be really helpful here. But these are very important players, and they are starters for this team. Maybe maybe not the case with Dante going forward, but uh, but Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, definitely very very important cogs to this Bucks team on both ends of the floor, and they haven't been playing. That's one reason why they've struggled given they should be winning a couple of these games, even without those two, but it's hard to say, Oh, the bucks, it's their, their season's doomed. They're under 500 when they're missing key cogs in their rotation. Now that's just, that's just a big picture view to take away. You need your good players to play at an elite level. I feel like that's not a hot take, Uh, but looking at it at an even smaller level, we're seeing a lot of good performances from players who are not going to be asked to have these massive roles going forward again, because of those aforementioned players that are going to be back in the rotation. Like for instance, we've seen a lot recently of not, not in this game, but we'll talk about that. But uh, Rodney Hood, the Nasa they've had some solid performances in previous games. And even in close games, you're not going to have those players playing significant roles as we saw in the Sixers game with both of them logging DNP CDs. These are going to be roles that are filled by better players, by more accomplished players, and players who fit this Bucks team more, a la Chris Middleton, Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, and uh, and uh, number 46, Joe Biden's going to suit up for him because uh, he's the 15th <laughs> roster spot, apparently. But, yeah, you're just seeing these good performances from these players who are not usually in these roles, which is encouraging. You shouldn't need to panic this early because you're asking what what in this game. Like Bobby Portis playing 35 minutes, playing nearly as much as Giannis. You're asking Shemi Ojale to play over 20 minutes. You're asking Jordan Wara to pick up 15 minutes, which is pretty good. And Justin Robinson picking up double-digit minutes as well with 11 These are just massive minute amounts for players who aren't going to see that going forward. So even though it's, you may, it may be easy to like say, Oh man, we can't have these guys in the rotation going forward. You can, you just have to have them in smaller roles, which is what they will be when this team is whole again. Yeah. And I think in addition to minutes and George Hill at 32, like George Hill should not be playing 32 minutes a game. He is, he should be closer to 20 than 30 at this point in his career, especially in the regular season, in my opinion. But it's not just the raw minutes, although I agree with that point. It's also just the role. Grayson Allen is either the second or first best like guard ball handler on the floor for the best. He's, he's just the best. He's been the best. It depends how you want to look at Giannis, but I guess I did say guard. But he's been basically the best or second best in some of the Chris minutes guard on the floor pretty much at all times since, like, game one. Like, Grayson Allen, when the team is theoretically healthy, is going to be, like, fourth on, on the on the line in terms of, like, offensive responsibility and and how defenses look at him. 
Right now, he's like one slash two a lot of the time. Still managed 25 points tonight, by the way. We're going to have to have a Grayson, another, we're just going to have Grayson Allen conversations every pod because they're delightful. Grayson Allen rocks. And the extension, as we predicted, already looks incredible. I think Grayson's going to be a buck for quite a while. But, um, but it's like he shouldn't have to do all that. Like it's so much responsibility on Grayson Allen and the games when he does not have 25, which again, you literally are a psychopath if you expect Grayson Allen to average 25 points a game. A team with Grayson Allen as one of the best two offensive players is not going to be a very good team. That's life in the NBA. He's a good role player. He's not a star player. No disrespect. That's just how it is. But that's what he has to be right now. That's what he has to masquerade as. Giannis has to be a center all of the time. Bobby Portis and Shemi Ojale have to be centers a lot of the time. And that's really the thing. In addition to, you know, just being down good players, which, as you mentioned, sucks. Like, the Sixers had a better answer for not having Embiid than the Bucks have for not having Lopez. I think Andre Drummond sucks. I also think Andre Drummond would play 30 minutes a game on this Bucks team because they're dying for a guy oh who can God, do that is such, center that is stuff. That's such an awful thing I'm imagining. But oh. am I wrong, though? You're not, he and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, glad I'm glad it's not real. I'm glad it's real, too. But it's like, he would play a oh, lot Bud's going to have him spotting up in the corner. Drummond would love that, unfortunately. I, but he would probably, you know what? He'd be a superstar on the young guy's TikToks. He would get in every TikTok. I, he would have his raps in the TikToks. Andre Drummond would thrive Oh, my TikTok God, I forgot game. Andre Drummond's a rapper. Yeah, Andre Drummond is a rapper. He's also a vlogger. Uh, the YouTube is, it's doing better than ours. I mean, you know what? I usually talk trash because as a max player at one point, the YouTube should be better, but his YouTube is bigger than ours. So no disrespect. It's hard out here on YouTube. Andre Drummond, we get it. But all this to say, like, in addition to just losing talent, the Bucks are down so bad positionally from what they're used to, you know, on the interior that I think it just makes it hard. And you see... Like, Julius Randle had 32 against the Bucks in, like, 34 minutes or something. The only time he scored more this season, he had 35. And in Tibbsy and fashion, he played, like, 46 minutes in that game. Like, he had basically his best game of the year against the Bucks because they just don't have the consistent size. And we saw it in this game, too. What did Drummond have? I'll kind of talk trash about him, but... 17 and 20. He did get the 20 rebounds everyone joked about before the game because, of course, he did. He's very big. The Bucks don't have a lot of guys who are that big. So they're, they're in addition to just being, and of course, you know, the Sixers again were more depleted. They basically were without their whole starting five. If you want to count Simmons, I, I don't know. That one's kind of on them. But the rest is just unfortunate without uh, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and of course, Joel Embiid. But like, I think their lineup and their their team makes a little bit more sense positionally as much as one can on an eight-man rotation with G-Leaguers just because the Bucks are so thin at the bigs. And, and that, you just it's – I'm sorry if it seems like we're talking about this too much, but it's just so glaring every night that they need a center. And honestly, Robin Lopez is not playing for Orlando. Just buy him out, Magic. Just John Hammond – do your old squad a favor. Solid. I, I promise. I can't promise this, but the Bucks <laughs> will send you the well-deserved ring for drafting Giannis. If you buy out Robin Lopez, please, John Hammond, do it. Please. Or just, yeah. Can't trade for him like, until like December. So you got to buy him yeah, out. We need him now. That's true. It's my low bro and I need it now. <laughs> uh, who was was it? OGGs? It probably was. Who put out like a Robin Lopez mixtape the other day? And it was <laughs> I just don't like, know. That's amazing. I tweeted that. And I was. I saw that. I was like, I. I miss, like. I am in love with this video. Like, is, I miss this so much. He's, he's like. He's actually like quite a good player. <laughs> he is. He's think, really good. I he think, keeps getting mid level exceptions year after year. He was like. He won out Washington center minutes. They have like five promising young centers, but Robin Lopez is just like, hey, can these guys hit hook shots? No, they can't. Let me get those minutes. Orlando just has way too many young guys, and they don't they don't care those at all. Bamba's tearing it up. Yeah, so. I know. That, oh, well, let's address that. Stop, stop mocking Obama to the Bucks. It's he's he looks good now. They can't get him. They're Who not going to get that? him. Oh, Bucks! I get a lot of tweets when I tweet about the center thing. Just go get Mo Bamba. They can't afford Mo Bamba anymore. Not financially, but like asset wise, they don't have. Uh, maybe financially. <laughs> well, yes, also that. 
But uh, especially in terms of like they're you know not they lost money during the playoff run. Yeah, it's it's hard out here to. You know what has never been more difficult? Being a billionaire. It's hard not to feel. I I couldn't imagine what it's like. Couldn't imagine. Not just one billionaire time. F- three or four three? or whatever. Three? Who knows? Who knows? Three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'll forever be funny to me. But yeah, Robert Lopez, he is my... Uh, who was I caping for in free agency? I um, I, don't, I know I was down bad for Biombo. And I still oh, have. DeMar. I was caping for DeMar oh. so badly. Oh, yeah. Well, DeMar, DeMar is awesome. I, I will say, you know what? I don't think we should feel bad about pre-Drew and, and also pre-whatever, during free agency, caping for DeMar. He looks great on a good team. It turns he out does. it's good to be on a good team. It helps. If you have proven skills, you can be helpful on a better team. Who would have thought? Yeah, so I was caping for DeMar, and now I'm caping for Robin Lopez. Hopefully Ugh. one of them works out. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's a glaring weakness. But again, hopefully that roster spot gets filled. Hopefully Brooke Lopez just comes back again. Tell us, please. I don't want to just say the same thing I've been saying, but just come on. What's what is this? But those those are reasons why you know also, it's not. I, I have one don't more. Don't need to panic. I have one Go more. We don't need to ask questions about this team. They won a championship a few months ago. What? I, I'll push back on that a little bit because Why? this is a different team. It's the same core. Of, it is the same core, but the way the players around them play differently. So we need to see how that sort of works out. I'm guess, not saying that it's a reason to pass. They played Jeff I'm Teague saying, in the playoff yeah. run and they won a championship. They did. It was a great. We had, we had the Jeff Teague game. Like, I just think uh, like. Not to not to be too reductive. I mean, obviously, the team that won last year doesn't win the next year every year. But like Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke Lopez, and some some role players, they won a title. They're really freaking good when they're on the same team. They haven't been except for one game all year. And that first game, like all the role players were out, so we haven't seen and them. And they beat the Nets by twenty. Yeah, and I mean the Nets have been pretty up and down. Patty Mills, it turns out, is not actually as good as Kyrie Irving. I think we've learned over the last couple of weeks here. It's a hot take to many. My Lamarcus six-man of the year pick is looking better and better. <laughs> oh, God. It was hard for it to look worse, Rohan. Um, so I mean, factually what did he correct. put up like 18 last night against the Bulls? Does it count against the Bulls? They're a good team. We, you just said that. On one side. I, I know Vooch has gotten better before the Vooch defenders come for me to explain why he's averaging you 14 points time. per game. You yeah, you, you got can't it. weasel your way Let's out. Let's about the Bucs. Forget these other terrible teams. I, I just – I trust the Bucs. I know. I know. Famous, toxic words, whatever. We've seen it. We saw it with our eyes. We know what they can do. They're still really good with Giannis on. With Giannis off, it's like mostly G League guys – not mostly, but – G League guys playing. Justin Robinson, love you. Terrible game against Philly, which kind of makes sense. He's he's a two-way guy. He's not a proven NBA player. I just think it's there's no need to panic. Even if they had lost this game, it would have sucked. Like it's the seeding hole will matter eventually, at least a bit. But I just don't think there's any need to panic about a rough start. I mean, the Bucks were getting doubled up in three-point percentage in the first quarter, and people are like, the effort's not good. What's wrong? And I was like, I don't think the effort's not good. I think it's a shooting variance quarter, and we've seen the Bucks come back from these quarters time and time again. And, oh, look, they did it, and they won by nine. Like, I don't know. I just – I don't get the fear. I mean, I, I get it. I just don't agree with it, I should say. I do – I truly do get it and emphasize. I'm just not on board yet. Like, we know what they can do when they're healthy. Just scrap by until you can get there and be careful with guys. And I don't know. I don't have an issue with it. They're not one in ten. Yeah. And they're also like, what? They're only like, what, three games out of first? Probably. That's two and a half. Two and a half games. Also, one more thing quickly before we get to some, what have we, what, what can we glean so far from the results? People are talking about this Eastern Conference road trip. I, they're going to not win a game on this road trip. That was tweeted <laughs> to me when they were down. Do no, you know, no, I believe it was if they lose this game, they're not winning a game. I, there was multiple people with a oh, there were more, it was more than one. Oh yeah oh yeah oh my goodness oh yeah i don't know why why do people think the celtics and hawks are good this year well if we're if we're panicking about the bucks what are the people in atlanta doing 
they're four and seven right now with most of their team healthy. They're backup center. And now, now I think uh, Hunter is out and I think Bogdan is out. Surprise. But like for a lot of the season, they've been relatively healthy. They've also, they've been worse and the Celtics are the Celtics. So I, I, I think they're probably, they might end up going over 500 on the road trip. What are they? One and one right now. Uh, yes. I think because the first game of it was, um, what was Washington? The, Washington. Yeah, they're one and one right now. They're one and one. And the rest of the road trip, if you're not aware, is tomorrow night, Knicks. That's going to be tough. Tonight, probably as you're listening, maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow night. Well, it's pretty early still. Um, but second night of a back to back, I think the Knicks are pretty good. That's going to be tough. Celtics on Friday night, Hawks on Sunday night. This is the, this is a, and then the Lakers. Oh, that's at home. That's home. That's home. home. Yeah, this is the East Coast trip. The Lakers are. I can't wait for that game. But the game's going to be a disaster for one of the teams. And it's what's also nice, though, low key about this. There's like it's not a super cramped road trip. Like they had the Sunday game, a game off, and the back to back. That sucks. But then after Wednesday's game, they don't play till Friday. Then they get Saturday off, and then they get Monday and Tuesday before Lakers. So only one back to back on the road trip. The NBA is trying to get better about that, but. I think there's a solid shot they go over 500 on this thing, even if they don't get Chris back until I don't. Could I, but do we know when when could they get him back? Uh, I believe he could. He play could be back by the end of it, right? I think he could be back because his first game out was against the Pistons, if I remember correctly, right? I think it was. Or was it the Jazz? Was, if it, let's say it was the Jazz, just to be. Safe. It was the uh, Jazz. The Pistons. The it was Pistons, the Jazz, just to be. Okay. He didn't play so against he, the Jazz. That was October 31st, Halloween. So he technically could be back at any point, right? Yeah. It's I at think least so. seven days. He just has to. I think it's record. 10. I think it's 10. Yes. It depends on the level of symptoms, but because he was, I think, my read, and I think people have reported it is 10 days for him. I mean, he, he was out sick for a game. So you assume that that qualifies as being symptomatic enough for the 10 games. Yeah, so... 10 days, sorry, 10 days, not games. Yeah, so that would mean uh, today would Today slash be, tomorrow, yeah. Today slash tomorrow would be the last day of that, but you also have to record, like, negative tests within 24 hours, like yeah. two negative tests within 24 hours. So we'll see how that goes. Again, get well soon, Chris. Hope, hoping for the best here. Yeah, of course. Um, He's, it's, he got to talk to Joe Biden. He did. That was a cool moment. Can we gauge really how cool. healthy he is by what we heard over the, the FaceTime? Uh, we don't really know what Chris Middleton sounds like in different circumstances. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like Chris Middleton sounds the same in every circumstance. That's a great point. So we we can't really discern whether it's healthy. Chris. Spirit, spirits <laughs> seemed high. Spirits yeah. seemed high. Spirits did seem high. I feel bad for him for missing out on the White House. Uh, although it's almost cooler and not even to be pro, you know, Joe Biden or anything, but like it's just so funny to me that in the White House, the President of the United States was on the phone with Chris Middleton. I yeah. just love and it. gets an official tweet from he, the he got President that's of the, the United that's, States. I, I, imagine me telling that's going to be you. in the National Archives. <laughs> like, do people realize that? it is every every TV. like Giannis hand calling? Chris Middleton handing the phone to Joe Biden is going to be in the National Archives. Deservedly so. Yeah. It's I think just weird because they're the first team to visit the White House since 2016. So I think every Giannis-Chris interaction should be in the National Archive. But that's just, I agree. Um, but I don't I, – uh, back to actual Chris logistics. I don't think they would play him next game even if he did get the test. Like it just feels like from going out of the facility to playing – I don't think they would do that. So it feels like the earliest possible is the Celtics game. But the thing is, he's not with the team. So he'd need to have private transportation there. So they might just say, like, just don't play on the road trip. That that could very well happen. Although, so, I mean, like, what is Milwaukee to Boston? Like a four-hour flight, maybe? I've never been to Boston. So I haven't either. That. But I know the East Coast is not as far. Maybe it's farther than four. But... Um, it's a I think doable. It's, I think I think around four, maybe. It might be. It's a it's a doable. It, I mean, I think they could make it happen. I know we're we're cutting costs, but I think they could get one extra plane trip going. Uh, but they could very well just given the the road trip off too. You never know. Um, I'm sure a lot of it depends on how he's doing, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. But either way, I I think the worst they're going to do on this trip is 
four or two and four or two and three, which isn't great, but it's not terrible for a road trip without three starters from last year's team. R-E-L-A-X. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're saying two and three on the road trip? I'm saying that's the worst they could do. What do you think is going to happen on the road trip? I think three and two. Three and two. So they're one and one right now. Where are the two wins coming against? Or three wins, excuse me. So two more. So they got one against yes, Philly. Yes. Um, I actually think they're going to win the next game. I think in the Garden, after they blew it last time, and I the, the one, Giannis might just not play. Some guys might not play. That's the thing, right? Like, you don't know. Who's going to be in or out? He probably is. He likes the garden. He likes the garden. We know he likes the garden. Um, But I could see the Bucs being a little pissed off. And the Knicks have been a little shaky. They've been off and on these last few days. Noel is out. Oh, Nerland's being out is huge. Nerland's is like better than Mitchell Robinson. Um, So, and Mitchell Robinson could get in foul trouble in 40 seconds. So the Bucs and Knicks might end up having the same amount of bigs in this game, which would be big for Milwaukee. Um, but I, I think they can do it. I think it's like one of those games. It's like a trap game enough for the Knicks in a way that I think they can win. And then you just split one against Boston and Atlanta. I don't know which one, but probably Boston, but you never know. I think they, they might just, they might just win oh all three times. Oh boy. Rohan. They might. Coming they out might. swinging. They might. Again, Giannis likes the garden. They usually play well there. Uh, Knicks are undersized right now, understaffed. Again, again, so is Milwaukee. This is why they lose to, you know, the Wizards. I know the Wizards are good, but, like, come on. Uh, lose to the Knicks, like, at home. That, that happened a few days ago. <laughs> so this is, that, this is the same team. They're playing them again. Uh, Boston is prone to collapse, so I'm predicting something similar to this Philadelphia game where Philly comes – or Boston comes out to a big lead and then – uh, they just choke it away like they have been doing all season. And then Atlanta. Atlanta, it's the same problem as they faced in the conference finals, except this team is worse. Yeah, they're I just, they're don't too really small. know what's going on there. but I think they're feeling championship hangover from making the Eastern Conference Finals. It's kind of rough. It's not ideal. Couldn't um, be the Bucs. Oh, well, kind of was. Post-2019. Post Probably not. They were extenuating. They came out so strong. They were, yeah, you're right. I, okay. They were on a better pace than they were that season. I was just thinking about the playoffs. You're, you're right. You're right. And yeah. they were extenuating circuit. The bubble is a fraud. We all know this. Um, mm-hmm. The only bad teams the Bucks have lost to are the Wolves and Spurs. I just feel like that's worth it's pointing out. Not a great out. sample. <laughs> well, I just I think people are looking at the names that they've lost to and going, oh my god, they lost to the Wizards and the Knicks. The Wizards and the Knicks are like 14 and 7 so far combined this year. I'm just saying some of the teams they lost to are not bad teams anymore. At least not so far. Like they've they're playing some pretty solid teams overall. I mean, and the Pistons. Yeah. It's just it has it's been a weird schedule. It's going to be I don't know. It's it's going to be a slog until everyone gets healthy. That's just that's my main takeaway it's just going to be a slog You're but they're going to go three and oh on the rest of this road trip it's such a slog yeah these bucks <laughs> they fight through the slog did That's you not true. see the did you not see the playoffs ty come on i i did but like just I looking ahead those. at their schedule 
Uh, we talked about that road trip. Then they have a what is it? One, two, three, five game homestand where they play the Lakers, who will not have LeBron. He's uh, already confirmed to be out for that long. I thought it was it, it was probably around two weeks. Holy, it's, crap. it's, it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. But that's what they wow. Say. LeBron being um, actually injured these days is is like just a worrying sign of. I should say they might not have LeBron. Ozymandias effect. Time, baby. Time never loses. Um, then they play OKC, who's... I'm just, not sleeping on them. Yeah, I'm not sleeping not on them. Shea is really him. good. SGA is incredible. I, I'm excited uh, to watch Giddy. I know. He's such a good passer. He's fun. Su- such a good passer. Then they play the Magic in back-to-back games where you can just leave Robin Lopez there. Please. Uh, please. Just leave him there. And then the Pistons. So yeah, That's a great trip. Your, your schedule sort of softens up a little bit, and that's probably ideally when you want to have players coming back so you can get the rotation sort of set again. It's lining up to be good, which is another reason why you shouldn't panic. The schedule is going to be lightening up. It's going to be, you know, a little bit easier. You're not going to be playing, like, good teams or pretty decent teams on a consistent basis. You're going to face some bad teams. It's fine. The Bucks will be fine. They're not going to be below 500 for the rest of the season after tonight. That's my prediction. Just looking ahead, it feels like they don't have too many runs in this schedule where it's like a lot of good teams in a row. Like they get some bet pretty bad teams sprinkled in here. Like for every time it looks like there is, like especially over the next couple months, at one point they do – Hornets, Raptors, Heat, Cavs, Heat, which like if you buy the Cavs or not, the Cavs have been pretty good. The Heat have been good. The Raptors have been fun, not exactly good. The Hornets are kind of coming back to earth a little bit. That's probably their hardest five-game stretch until I was looking pretty far ahead. It's probably until like February or something when they go to the West Coast again. Like So, yeah, it's a great point, Rohan. Like upcoming schedule for the Bucks is – you know, we've seen them lose some winnable games, but it is, if we assume that at some point they're relatively healthy, there are some teams here they should be able to mostly just outclass. Yeah, it's just, again, they're coming off a championship. They need to get their legs back under them. A couple of these guys, it's been long summers, or short summers, I should yes. say. It's fine. They're, what, 11 games into the season now? It's fine. And... They, they, I, I stand by my prediction that this is the last game that they're under five on. And I think I think they're two games now back from the big tie for the first seed in the conference. Two and a half. But is that I'm seeing two and a half, but it's showing me four and six on the the standings I'm looking at. Does it still say two and a half for you? Oh yeah, because yeah. now Philly dropped out of it. So okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I, I, the 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 idea that they're like out of a good seed already is hilarious. <laughs> like it's way they? too early. Yeah, they're what are they? Thirteen percent into the season, thirteen point four, and ba- almost five hundred. Like it's you can go five hundred over a random stretch and still have a good season. They're not gonna. We're we're out of the sixty-five game winning thing that we were hoping for. Probably, are we? probably, are we? Probably. Um, but what if they don't lose again the rest of the season, that would be ridiculous. What is that, 73 and 6? I can't math. Wow, no. 76 and 6? Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be that wouldn't be too bad. Oh uh, man. Hopefully it doesn't go as uh the last team to break the regular season wins record. Yeah, seriously. Um, you want to get into rotations? Yeah, yeah. Do rotations are just stuff we can glean from the early season here. Oh yeah, let, let's I wanted to sort of combine the two sure. a little bit and take away what I'm learning from the rotations throughout this season is that one thing they are ever fluctuating as usual. This is, this remains a Mike Budenholzer coach team. And just sometimes people are going to be in the doghouse for some reason. And sometimes guys are going to get insane amount of minutes. Like I mentioned earlier, I teased earlier, Thanasis Atetokounmpo, Rodney Hood, both get DNP CDs after, you know, tallying a good amount of minutes in the last couple of games, especially to start. But you're seeing now like, Shemi Ojale has a bigger role. Bobby Portis is back. Both of those two are cementing themselves in the rotation. That takes the Nasus out of it. 
Jordan Wara, if he's going to be playing 15 minutes, where does that leave Rodney Hood? Apparently without a spot in the rotation, especially you have to play Grayson Allen a large amount of minutes, and you apparently have to play Justin Robinson. Honestly, I would have rather had Rodney Hood as the backup point guard uh, than Justin Robinson in the Sixers game. Yeah, I mean, I, although I do think that's a little bit of um, like captain hindsight because we did sing Justin Robinson's praises, and I think I even said at one point I would like to see him play a little bit more and take a little bit off of George Hill's plate just to not overload him. So it didn't work, but I don't know. It's I think it seemed bad because it didn't work, but it was working, and then it seemed. Good. So I, I don't disagree, but I think this is kind of a Bud thing. The irony of the Bud narrative being like he plays too many guys is actually when he has platoons, he randomly sits rotation guys to not play too many guys in a certain game. And then it, you, some of the decisions seem wacky, but like it wouldn't shock me if Rodney Hood, who's now caught a couple DMPs, ends up playing like next week and I don't know who would sit. Maybe Shemi, maybe some maybe Wara, who's been a little up and down. Someone else sits for a few games. Like I think he just goes through these spells of trying stuff. So, you know, I would have liked to see some Hood. I, I think Hood has been largely kind of good in his minutes. I like the offense he provides. But I also think from Bud's perspective, you know, I think Wara is the guy he's playing for that offensive spark. And he doesn't want to have two guys. I, I just don't. I think he sees diminishing returns. Again, this is just total couch guesswork. I think it's like diminishing returns on going for offense if you play Hood and Wara. So Wara is just playing right now. It wouldn't shock me if we saw a game within the next week or so where Wara doesn't play and Hood plays, you know, 14 minutes or whatever. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking at Rodney Hood shooting splits, just like trying to trying to figure out how exactly he sort of fits in. This teasing something that may be coming to the Substack at some point. Uh, I don't know when. Uh, to be honest, uh, you know he has not made a single mid range bucket this year. Is that good or has he taken a lot? It's just he just hasn't made it. He's attempted a few, but oh. he just he just hasn't made it. He's just like 77% of his field goal attempts are coming from three. 72% of his scoring is coming from three. It's just, it's ridiculous. And a lot, he's doing a lot of scoring on fast breaks. Oh, God. I think he, he could fit in pretty well. It's just, he doesn't have like the full three dimensional scoring, which maybe is why he's not in the rotation right now. Wait, but oh, also, you're underselling this. It's not that he hasn't made a, a mid-range jumper. He has yet to make a shot within the arc. <laughs> is he? He's six for 17 from three and six for 22 overall. So he's only taken five, but 0 oh for five when he's not shooting a three. Yeah, it's just, it's not good. Zero percent of his points. It's are not great. Two points. It's not great. Although <laughs> he does have seven, seven free throws, so probably some technically in there. But yeah, he hasn't made a shot there yet. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Almost a quarter of his threes are coming on fast breaks. He pulls. I, I like I like what he adds in that sense, but I get, like, if you think Wara is better or could be better by playoffs or next year or whatever, I get playing Wara over him, although he has not shot the ball well, 32% uh, from the field for Jordan Wara so far this season. Yeah, but just getting back to rotations and stuff, like, this is why. This is what happens with Bud. We've We've – been growing accustomed to this over the years now and year what is this year four year four year four yeah wild yeah uh <laughs> we just i still feel like i'm still getting used to pat connison just switching everything against the charlotte hornets in year one do you remember <laughs> that game that's if you're listening to this and you remember exactly what game i'm talking about tweet Tweet him at Arcadi Jr. Send it. You know what I'm talking about, Ty? No, not really. I don't get to tweet ah, you. Dang, it was a fun game. They were losing to the Hornets. Was this in, wait, like, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Was this in Paris? No. Oh, I don't remember. I remember that game too. I think we did a pod after that game, and I did it in like a work office with headphones or something. Yeah, because it was uh, a day game. I think that makes sense. 
Oh yeah, they got to work early for that. My old job. Anyway, enough reminiscing over Hornets games from years gone by. <laughs> no, it was like a it was a game where they're like, okay, we're losing, so we're just gonna switch everything, and then they just suffocated the Hornets, and we're like, do this in the postseason. I do remember. Okay, I remember that now. Yep. <laughs> then they did not. Yeah, <laughs> but call out. Uh, we're just we're used to seeing players not really playing. Like I used that example to illustrate that Pat Connaughton was not in the rotation at that point, which is wild to think about now. But it's because Pat was struggling in some aspects of the game, so he's just not going to play it. You were mentioning, Ty, about how it's not just like Bud plays a lot of guys game to game. It's just over the course of a couple games, he plays a lot of different players because in individual games compared one game to another, you're sort of seeing different rotations, and we're starting to see that sort of come through. And again, is that good? I who's to say, is it bad? Not really. It's the regular season. This is where you try stuff out. It's we've been seeing, especially starting last year, that this is a trial ground. It's a playground for the Milwaukee Bucks, the regular season. Again, another reason not to panic. This team doesn't really care about the regular season anymore in terms of like wins. Well, obviously they're going to win, but you know, they're just trying a lot of different things. And we're seeing that with the rotations. How does it work when your big rotation is just going to be Shemi Ojale and Bobby Portis and Giannis? In this game against the Sixers, did not work particularly well, but they tried it. That's why you don't see like micro ball with Thanasis at the five a lot of time, but we've been seeing at points during this regular season because it's just, it wasn't, they didn't want to do that this game. They wanted to see what Bobby and Shemi look like. Is Thanasis going to be back in the rotation at some point? Yes. He's good. He's going to be back in the rotation. Is Shemi going to fall out of favor? Is he going to miss some shots at some point? We've seen no. that he is very. We've seen that he's very capable of missing shots in literally every game except for this one, where he was perfect from the field. I believe what four or four from the field. Oh yeah, three, three from deep. Oh yeah, and that two pointer was a one. It was a one legged fadeaway. Like what? He, he broke the seal when he made the one in the last game. Now he's ready. Hey, it's looking good. I tweeted this. Your your Shemi agenda is looking good. He still looks lost. A yeah, lot he's got to figure out where to go. But when, when he gets the ball and he, he's in the right spot, when when the stars align, he's ready now. Someone went under a Shemi screen and he to. just pulled up. I was to. like, what? He's what? <laughs> what? He's just he. I I think that was his third made three of the game. He's like, oh, I'm feeling it. Well, I'm that, feeling it. They actually do need him to play like that. Like he was way. He needs Absolutely, to be in the right they, spots. No, but, they do not. Well, not, not not off the dribble, but they need him to shoot right away. That was killing Portis in this game. Finally, he made some threes, but like so many times he gets the ball, and the Sixers, especially the way they defended ball screen ball screens, they just they both guys dropped every time. Like Bobby Portis was wide open from three. Anytime the Bucks wanted to get it, like it like it wasn't a complicated thing. He just pops back. He kind of drifts back, and oh, wide open, catching a a, a pass. Just shoot. Like he played like shot is so slow. Did it get slower? I think it did, but it's like he, like he would even have time. Like they're so far from him. He just doesn't want to shoot. He was four for eight in the game. It sounds odd to criticize, but Bobby, let those things fly, man. Get lethal shooter. That guy needs some overtime. Like get out there and, and fix whatever's going on here. But uh, he's too he's too busy shooting uh, baskets underwater. And, and the nails thing. Have you seen this? There's like a rim. Wait, no. There's a rim and backboard with a bunch of nails sticking out. And you have to shoot through the hoop. And if you hit anywhere else, you're, it's nails. I think that's Lethal Shooter. Pretty sure. This guy's out of control. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I show up to the gym and I leave with a bill for 1,500 basketballs after two hours. <laughs> I could never. But I, I, I don't know about that one. Um, but Bobby, just shoot. But another yet another reason to not panic. Do you know how many rotation players are shooting above 35% from three this season? One, two, if you count Drew, who's 38%, eight for 21 on threes, very small sample. Grayson freaking Allen, 39 yeah. for 94, 41.5%. Here's some of the other guys George Hill, 35%, 35.7%. Rodney Hood, 35.3%. Pat C, 34.4%. It's cooled down a lot over the last couple of games, although a huge three against Philly. Uh, Yorgos, one for three. Uh, Jordan Wara, 32%. Bobby Portis, just under 32%. Justin Robinson, under 31%. Giannis, 27%. Chris, 25%. On only a few shots. Shemi, even with this game, 25%. So, Brooke Lopez is at 50% on four shots. Obviously, only played the one game. But 
They're not shooting well outside of Grayson. They're somehow only like 18th in three-point percentage because of Grayson, who's taken nearly a fourth of their threes. He's attempted 94 of their 443s so far. Um, but they're like the rotation players that were used to being pretty good shooters honestly have not been. And they're still, you know, one game below 500 with so many guys out. I just, I believe I'm all in on the Bucks. You know what's crazy? You know what I'm thinking about? The last time we did one of these pots, like uh, like a slight narrative pot, it's like, don't panic. Do you remember? Do you Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Stop blaming Pat Connaughton. <laughs> and it, it, it did not look good in the immediate aftermath of it the sure release of that. It did age it well. It did age well. We ended up unanimous, unanimously agreeing on the GSPN that he should – is it unanimous that you should go up on the raft? I don't know if it's unanimous. Jordan probably just was indecisive. Jordan's gotten uh, yeah, I think I think Adam is in. I think Jordan might be in. Adam might change his vote just so we can get a good debate out of it, but I think he's in. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is there's good precedent for these type of pods. There is. And he, yeah, even though I said it two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Tyo, all, all of my good this, ideas are just Rohan's old ideas. That's that's an established that's that's canon of the GSPN extended universe. Uh yeah, but like you said at at the top, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. I didn't think we we're gonna be doing an, an ASMR pod this early in the year, but you know, extenuating circumstances. Should I get super close to the mic. Oh boy. Relax. There's there's a segment of our listeners who are really going to enjoy that part of the show. Oh on. God, I regret it already. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other lineups or, or things we've gleaned? I think my number one has just been like, I mean, Giannis is still incredible. Yeah, no, that's better. that's another thing. Yeah, Giannis. Giannis is going to be a sole factor why they're winning a bunch of games. Yeah, we already know he's not going to get hurt. Knock on wood. <laughs> But, like, even if it looks catastrophic, it's not. He's, he's made of adamantium. There's no other – it's just – it's yeah. wild. It's like adamantium vibranium mold or something. Meld. What's the – I can't think of the word. I think that's – Alloy. Oh, alloy. alloy. Yeah, alloy. Yeah. I know science. Yeah, um, a little bit. But he struggled in the first half of the Sixers game. There was, like, a stat of, like, oh, B-ball Paul is holding – I don't know if they might have actually said B-ball Paul with the way he markets himself. My goodness. But he was like, oh, Giannis is four of 11 when guarded by Paul Reed. His name is Paul Reed. I keep calling him B-ball Paul. (laughs) Uh, He's also known as Patrick Reed um, by the TNT broadcast. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Reggie Miller, folks. Also, uh, Shake Middleton had himself a pretty nice game. No way did he say that. Not intentionally, but yeah. Oh no! I was clearly he, not he listening issued, to the game. He issued, it was on mute. For he me. issued an apology. It's a good call. He issued an apology to B-ball Paul and said he was calling him Patrick because he reminded him of Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. B-ball Paul, baby. Uh, this is way too much B-ball Paul talk. But uh, <laughs> Giannis, my point is that Giannis was not. Looking great in the first half. Like even our uh, uh, the great Nikaias Duncan was like, this is a C plus game from Giannis. Uh, and then it's just, and then you just dominated the fourth quarter. You got Kyle Kuzma tweeting about Giannis takeover. Do you, you see that? He's no. like Giannis dominating the fourth. Wow. I, I want to. I wish I could get there on liking Kuzma. He's made himself into a fine NBA player. He's pretty good. It's the takes though. Still, that was a good take by him. Still some some questionable science takes, unsurprisingly, but. Good take on Giannis. Good take because on Giannis. Good player. Otherwise, eh. If, yeah, yeah. B-ball Kuz. But, yeah. <laughs> B-ball Kuz. I'm just going to, let's just do this B-ball Shemi. No. <laughs> it went, tonight. Okay. Tonight it was B-ball Shemi. B-ball Shemi. Shemi. <laughs> Giannis, we need to talk yeah, about Giannis. Yeah, Giannis he took good. over. He took over in the fourth. Just absolutely dominated both offensively and defensively. It was one of those games where it's like, okay, they're they're not losing because they have the best player on the court by far. Yeah, and I think I've seen this idea too that like you know Giannis needs to step up a bit and get the get some wins. He's this good. First, he has. I mean, if it wasn't for Giannis, God knows where they're at right now. 
I don't know. Grayson Allen might be averaging like 50. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, and two, like they're, most of these games, they're winning his minutes by a lot. Like he has one of the most dramatic on-off swings in the NBA. It's just when he sits, everything goes to hell. It was this game too. I mean, late in the third quarter and some points, I think in the fourth, Giannis sits. It's just like, oh, Philly's back up by two again. Giannis checks in. Okay, the Bucks are up by six again. Giannis checks out. Oh, tie ball game. Um, he can't control any, anything about the minutes when he doesn't play, and he's not going to play like 45 minutes a night for these games, thank God. Um, but I will say the shooting wasn't great. The uh, the middies, the threes, and the free throws, I think a little bit of it might just be exhaustion. And also, we saw some good catch-and-shoot stuff from him. There's not enough guys creating offense in the interior to pass to him right now. Drew a little bit, Grayson a little bit, but... I just think he's not getting good looks for his shots at the moment. And I hope that we'll see some more improvement on that front when he's not doing quite so much of the heavy lifting. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of inefficient games for Giannis, especially, like you said, when he has to shoulder this massive of a load with no real outlets. Like if Chris Middleton isn't right next to him, that's like that's like a guy you can guarantee the pass to. And it's like, okay, he has a really good chance of making the shot or creating his own shot, right? Chris Middleton's not there. If you give it like if there's someone in the lane and it's just like this seven foot seven foot behemoth and Brooke Lopez, you can just finish over everyone. That's a good outlet for Giannis. He's not there. There's just a lot, a lot of heavy lifting for Giannis. But guess what? This man is strong. He can handle. 31 points, 16 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, no turnovers. No turnovers on the level of touches Giannis has is honestly stunning. One personal foul. This, honestly, impossible game from Giannis like a year or two ago. There is no chance a Bucks team this depleted, he gets the win. And again, Sixers were two. We get it. More so. Whatever. There's no chance that he goes 31-16 and 16 with no turnovers and one committed foul with that kind of usage. Like, that just shows his evolution as a player and just learning how to control games without doing too much. And... It's hard to say enough about Giannis. We probably don't say enough about him, but we're working on it. But uh, certainly not a perfect game for him, but it's just nice to see. Doesn't get too frustrated, remains in control. Posters Paul Reed, B-Ball Paul, after B-Ball Paul got in his face earlier in the game and gets the dub, most importantly of all. Yeah, that's that's what matters at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Whether you get the dub or not. Uh, but yeah, just his... I got maybe I'll incorporate this into my Substack thing that's coming, but is uh, his post on that off was promised at some point. Uh, <laughs> his his on off numbers are just ridiculous, but also his shot profile is sort of changing and evolving game to game. Whether he's going to be pulling, like you mentioned, he's twenty seven percent from three. It's because he's just been chucking the last couple of games. It feels like from distance. This game was a little. It felt, I'll say, it felt a little more controlled. What did he have? He only took two threes. Yeah, it only only took two threes, didn't make either of them. But it's better better than like the five, six, seven that he's been getting in the last couple games. It's just it's a game to game evolution of Giannis. We saw this over the course of like months, literally for the playoffs. Now it's happening game to game, seeing the game differently. It, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Giannis. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think some of the some of the threes, uh, especially the games we takes a lot, I feel like it's like a punt. He's just like, I'm not trying to do all the work this possession. Let me just take this elbow three and maybe it goes in and we basically get, it's like, it must to him just feel like three points, right? It's like, I didn't have to muscle through three guys and finish through six arms scraping away at me with no fouls called. This is great. It's, these are, I see why Steph does this all the time. This is, this is a lot less demanding than, than what I do. Not to talk down on what Steph does, of course. He, his, his approach to shooting threes is just a little bit different than Giannis, as is the urgency on, on defenses against him. But for Giannis, when he can make a three, it must just feel like, you know, when you find $5 on the ground, it's like, oh, this is great. This was so simple. This is, this why is fun. This, why can't I just, this happen more? <laughs> yeah. I just need to become – the thing is he can improve his ability to do that. Can we improve our ability to find $5 on the street? Yeah. I mean, just like look down and walk detector? around a lot. Metal detector. Oh, that wouldn't that wouldn't get bills though. 
I mean, coins at, after over time add up to be. I just look down more. Just you know, put the phone away. Just look down. Walk in pretty congested. Maybe around banks. You say look down in congested areas around banks. I mean, I mean, stay on the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm gonna do this, but we all had to get through college somehow. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't even know where I was trying to make a weird analogy. It didn't work. It's probably but for the just, best. So, yeah. In in general, we'd be remi- like a. Just overall, Giannis, big reason not to panic. We talked about a lot of different reasons not to panic on this pod. Do we have anything else, Ty? No, just just hang in there. I mean, like, it's tough. It's it okay. Sucks. It sucks to watch it's the Bucks okay. lose. I get it. I don't enjoy this when they lose. I don't enjoy those games. They clearly need a center, TBD, on how that's going to go. But it's it doesn't th- – these games don't mean that much for what the team will look like later. We don't know if the roster will be the same – we, we hope they're going to be healthier. And if they're not, it's just you're out of luck. I mean, there's only so much you can do if you're unhealthy for extended amounts of time in the playoffs. The Bucks have shown they can get by for a while, even without Giannis. But you just have to assume at some point they're going to be able to get the team together to an extent. We know it's going to look different than this. For sure. We know it's going to be different. We're Like I said, it feels like it's been a while. We're only 13.4% into the regular season. It's like, what, two weeks? We're two, three weeks in? It's got to be three, I think. Yeah, we're three weeks in around into the regular season. It's fine. Relax. It's all good. And you know who's going to be there throughout this entire journey? The Eurostep Podcast Network, baby. It's going to be us, Eurostep. It's going to be winning six. It's going to be collabs. It's going to be all that. To get all of that content, what you need to do, one, subscribe to the Eurostep Podcast Network on your podcast platform of choice. Two, I struggled through that. Two, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Three, subscribe to the Substack so you don't miss this post that I may or may not drop at some point in the future. Uh, So you get that right away in your inbox by subscribing to the Substack. And again, most importantly, circling back to number one, leave a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you can, especially if you're on Apple, but whatever you can, tie Let's read out a review. We got one more. I read out one with, with Jordan. We've got a queue. I got, yeah. Well, I got read out one with Jordan on the last pod, the herd recap. Mm-hmm. Go listen to that. That was written in Old English. for or, yeah, Technically, it's Middle English, but for some reason, not exactly sure why. But we're, we're going across the pond for this one. Grant Harrison, 91 from Great Britain, says, Bucks in six, two exclamation points, five stars. Great start. The, the title and number of stars... Can't do much better than that. Grant says, started listening to the boys after the Brooklyn series. As a fan from the UK, it's great to have this pod for some honest, well-researched, and very entertaining Bucks content. Ty, Rohan, Adam, and Jordan are all awesome. Keep up the good work, lads. Let's hope for another year of great basketball and great pods. Let's go, Bucks. Instant respect for any of the Bucks fans, and I'd love to hear from more of you. Drop it in the Apple reviews if you want to t- me to talk about it more every episode. But if you're living in Europe or Asia or Africa, wherever else. Antarctica. Antarctica, probably. Like, we, I look at the data. There's a little bit. There's a few people, at least, that tune in from almost everywhere. One, thank you for listening, of course. Appreciate it Two, so much. We really do. If you are in, like, Kenya time. Watching the Milwaukee Bucks, whenever that is, I've got to imagine, very early in the morning or very, very late at night. Like, props to you. Like, the fans who do the different time zones thing, like, the closest we really get as Americans is the Olympics, which barely happens. And, like, soccer, football, as probably Grant would say, which, like, it's not even that bad. Like, you get to wake up early on on week, weekends and watch it. Like, it's not bad at all. The people who are in these other countries who – in Australia. I should not have left off Australia. Who watch the Bucks, like inspiring stuff. Props to you all for hanging in there. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's a different level of fandom. You have to be like really committed and uh, appreciate you sharing that journey with us. So thank you for that great review. Uh, and we'd love to hear this sort of stuff. So, you know, leave that review. And again, you'll get it right on the pod. Helps us out. Makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. You get to express your feelings. It's a win for everyone. 
you know, expressing your feelings is good. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> cancel your better help. Just DM Rohan. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Don't cancel do your not do help. that. Don't, yeah, don't do, do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Actually, a generic, generic remote healthcare provider. I don't think they're a sponsor of this episode. So, but don't don't cancel them. Use your resources, folks. Yes, use. Listen to medical professionals, everyone. Yeah, that is a takeaway. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. If you're still here, but uh, appreciate you all. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, all the plugs that I mentioned earlier. Take care. Go Bucks. We'll talk to you next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.